Put on your thinking cap, rev your engines, and get ready for an exciting episode of business growth through paid media. With our host, David Yeager, CEO of Global SEM Partners. If you are a business owner or marketing manager at a company who could use more sales, leads, or profits, you'll learn actionable strategies and tactics that you can use today to get results in the next 30 to 60 days. Why don't we get started? Hi there, this is David Yeager, the CEO of Global SEM Partners, and today we're going to discuss what you should be doing if you're a retailer, not a manufacturer, uh, you're selling, so you're selling other people's products, uh, what you should be doing in 2016 to make sure your business is growing uh, for the next couple of years. So as a quick, uh, perhaps recap, uh, I'd like to share with you um, some of the some stuff that I've shared with uh, some of my high-end clients, uh, 30 to $100 million clients, well, medium size, I guess. Um, in terms of thoughts on the uh, retail world, a uh, number of my uh, Andy Dunn, the C, the the CEO of Bonobos, uh, which is a manufacturer, uh, direct retailer, uh, has an amazing article that I reference cons- constantly. Uh, you'll see it in my uh, if you go to my LinkedIn uh, profile. One of my uh, about a year ago have a, a bunch of thoughts about. Um, how e-commerce is a is a beer, and that e-commerce businesses face a tremendous amount of challenges because your margins are fairly low. Uh, you're selling commoditized products. Uh, the manufacturers haven't gotten it into direct to consumer. Uh, in some cases, in many cases they already have, but in some cases they haven't. But where they but they're positioned really to beat out. Uh, the retailers, the e-commerce-only, web-only retailers of the world, simply because they have double the margin that you have, and they're going direct to consumer, and they have the brand. So it's extremely um, challenging, concerning, I guess, uh, if you're looking for the long-term growth of your business on the on the on the retail side. Um, there's there, there's a slowdown. Uh, there's a as the industry matures, uh, which I talk about quite a bit. Uh, there is going to be a, a slowdown and increased competition for those uh, once very hungry eyeballs. Uh, so that's an area of concern. Uh, I have a number of clients, friends, uh, mentors that are investors, and a number of them will stay away, will not touch e-commerce, because there's no real exit. The only exit strategy, uh, the only effective exit strategy, uh, is where you gain enough market share that you're worth being sold out to a bigger competitor. And so while having a business that has positive cash flow and e-commerce web only retailers there's a lot of volume of product being sold it's very easy to get in into which is why it's so uh, appealing uh it's quite a bit harder to get out and get out effectively so as a side note quickly by the way bonobos got like their third round of funding um i believe in 2014 or early 2015 so as much as andy dunn says e-commerce is a beer it's clearly not a beer clearly wall street um definitely still likes uh e-com uh, but it's just, again, there's, there's a number of, from an investor perspective, uh, there's a number of concerns on how do you get out of the business. So today I want to talk about not only how do you get out of the business, how do you build a business that, um, that can still maintain revenue, but more importantly on a strategic level, how do you create a business that has value? 
intrinsic value that even as you have more competitors coming into the space, you have a walled garden, you have something that's defensible uh, if you guys are into competitive um, uh, competitive advantage and some of that uh, side of things. So uh, a couple of quick thoughts. So first of all is as a web-only retailer selling a number of manufacturers' products, uh, if you're just trying to capitalize on selling closeouts and stuff like that, that's a, hey, make a quick buck, get higher revenue, but it's a very hard business model to maintain in the long term unless uh, you scale it to a ridiculous level. Um, the value that you do have is creating a community where you're able to engage your customers uh, in, a, in the ability to help them achieve their lifestyle goals through your products or not through your products, but you're that enabler to help them achieve their lifestyle goals. And you're able to share content that's, that's uh, manufacturer, that's uh, vendor agnostic because you don't care. Whichever product they buy, you make money. Um, a company that's, you know, doing, uh, uh, that's, that's selling, let's say Adidas or Nike, uh, they can do all they want. They can share content. They can enable their customers all they want um, and how product is amazing, but they cannot do anything that says, hey, how does Adidas do versus Nike or, or vice versa? And you as a manufacturer, as a, as a retailer, have a tremendous amount of ability to create an amazing user experience and give expert insight. Um, this is a bit of a longer conversation, so we'll take the, let this podcast go a little bit longer. But on that side of the expert insight, I want to share with you some thoughts about how we make decisions as people. So the way we make decisions as people is a couple of ways, right? We turn to our friends, um, so social curation. Um, we turn to our virtual friends also, an extension of your social curation. We also read expert reviews, and that's expert curation. Um, and then there's a mix of them. And when you look at it that way, so sites like Pinterest, like um, you know, a lot of the social share image sharing um, or social sites, period, are really, really powerful. You're seeing Pinterest getting into e-commerce. We're seeing sites like Polyvore. Um, really, a lot of sites that are there to help users um, leverage uh, social reviews to choose a better product. The problem with social is that it's not dependable. It's not consistent. If you're looking for, um, you know, how does how does how do each of the different products perform in a different way? Unless you have such a scale that you have that data in some type of organized fashion, um, then no, nobody knows. So user reviews on Amazon could be amazing, but they may not apply to your situation. And that's where expert curation really comes in. Um, the challenge with expert, typical expert curation, we walk into a store, for example, and you walk over the sales rep, and the sales rep tells you, hey, you can choose this because of that or that because of this. Um, something that we see with our customers, our clients, is that sometimes your sales reps are just wrong. They have a personal preference for something, they could be wrong. Um, so it's something to keep in mind, but there's really a power for um, web-only retailers to come in and step in and empower their customers, share content around how to you know put it in apparel? How to you know how to have an amazing outdoor experience? Winter's coming up, the winter season for snowboarding, skiing, etc. Um, we're all going to be buying gear. Um, which products to buy? Why? How do you? What's an effective uh, can you know winter camping situation? Winter um, snowboarding, skiing, etc. And our recreational experience. What products do you need to buy? What are the po the pros and cons of the different products? You have a much better view and insight, and you're able to monetize it quite a bit better. So there's tr really a, truly a place that um, us web-only retailers or you web-only retailers fill in the market, which is creating content. The problem is most people aren't stepping up to the plate. 
They want the they, you want the quick buck. Um, you're just you know you have category pages which don't really share anything. You have blogs which are you know maintained just to get SEO rankings. But you have this ability to empower your customer. If you can create an empowered community, um, that's really what the social sites, Pinterest, Polyboard, etc., are doing amazingly, amazingly well. And your role as a web-only retailer is to uh, to really do a step beyond that to empower your customers with the expert view um, to empowering their lifestyle. And it's a lot more powerful um, when you spend the time, when you have the expertise behind you, which you do, um, to, really, to really be successful. So my recommendation is if you're a web-only retailer, number one is create and have a focus, have it a mission. Your company's mission, uh, oftentimes we're lazy because it's so easy to sell, is to sell more product. And we need to shift that into uh, creating amazing experience for our customers, empowering our customers to have their ideal lifestyle, um, which by extension means buying our, buying our frickin' products. Um, so that's one angle on we're web-only retailers. Uh, what you can do in 2016 is a strategic shift towards uh, content that really helps your customers make better decisions and empower themselves. Uh, the next piece that's uh, really important is understanding how to squeeze out the maximum amount of lifetime revenue, uh, diversifying from just uh, you know retail, which again you're going to be commoditized uh, over time. You know there's still this very big balance because you know the, the web-only retailers of the past have you know focused on trying to flout the uh, map rules to get better pricing, yada yada. So you really look there's not a, cha a channel that doesn't create value. So you really need a shift to being a channel that does both for yourself as well as for your vendors to maintain better pricing and great relationships. So um, one piece of that is again is really maximizing your customer value, uh, taking this position of empowering your customers and trying to squeeze more lifetime value out of it through email. Um, again, through better social experiences, being social, being the uh, take that approach that I was telling you, like that 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 really is a a broad approach that you really take across on this on the website side is um, just better, more informative pages, guides on different you know guides in different key areas to drive more value. On the email side, it's taking following up and getting customers who go to different pages dynamically, serving them these guides via email as a follow up to get them there. Uh, social side is um, a piece of that is not necessarily the, the guide details, but more importantly is celebrating the customer. Uh, the big brands have gotten really, really, really good at um, getting them. You know, Red Bull is a big example of of, some, of a company that really empowers their 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 user base uh, to to you know to to frame them to make them feel good about themselves. So it's really important on the social side is you're really that that uh, the true agent of empowerment. And when we come back to that, the next step is if you are a true agent of empowerment, uh, you should be looking at areas where um, there's there's opportunity for your own product development. So you can you can diversify into doing not just the branded commoditized products with low margins, um, but also doing product, your own direct products where you already have a built-in customer base. Uh, and perhaps on that side, there's potential to get niche, niche manufacturers that haven't gotten exposure yet or something where, um, again, you can tap into that um, expert uh, um, expertise or expert positioning to sell product directly to your um, to your customer base. So I hope that helps you. Uh, it is a huge, huge conversation. Uh, really, if you're if you're looking on the exit side, which is a little bit out of the scope of today's conversation, um, this is a very is a great guide to how to create how to build a business that creates more value uh, for your customers.
If you want more great, actionable steps to growing your business, subscribe to our podcast, rate us on iTunes, and head on over to www.globalsempartners.com for a special offer.